All right, welcome. Episode number 41 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, uh, live on all the stuff. Last one of 2020. Didn't think about that until just now. Wow. So, last one before you're uh, 21, too. Well, no, nobody cares about that, but. Uh, sure, they do. Uh, Happy the f- birthday. Thank you. The 41st episode. I don't know how many we actually did this year. Probably like 37 of the 41. 38 something like that but that yeah seems, so it seems a little extreme but sure we'll go with that we started last november we probably did three or four episodes that year maybe like five or six but you know i i think we'll do even more next in 2021 i think like <clears throat> you know 40 well yeah you want to do it every week or after every game yeah but then the off season really gets you but hopefully this time we actually have podcasts to do during the tournament right true that will be good true. anyway uh, we're live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, I think. I got to make sure we're all up and running. I'm pretty sure we are, but uh, episode like 41. It. So we're halfway to 82, uh, nine away from 50. So that's really all the numbers that you need to know. 59 away from 100. There you go. Halfway to 82. I like that one. That's a good well, one. You think like this is the midway point of a normal NBA season? Okay. So sure. 41. So you really know yeah. whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. I think we are as a podcast going to make uh, the playoffs. Anyway, I hope so. Illinois beats Indiana in what was a horrendous basketball game in the first half. And it was <laughs> disgusting. It was, Illinois it was had one great. point in the first four minutes. Uh, so 69, 60, the final, we of course go with a higher score. Uh, it's really hard to gauge how big 10 games are going to go because some of them are extremely high scoring and the other ones are just right. disgusting. And this was one of those low score games. Indiana's had multiple of those this year. You look at their game against Northwestern wasn't very high scoring, but um, you know, yeah. Illinois really proved that they can win uh, lower scoring games. They can win high scoring games. And the only games they really have lost have been games where um, offensive rebounds and free throws become a huge factor. So right. Yeah. They can't let that happen. I mean, they have been shooting the ball a little bit better from the free throw line, apparently. Yeah. Recently. Definitely the last couple of games they have. Um, so uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, uh, not getting the Michael Jordan treatment today, I would assume, a player of the game. Um, 11 for 17 from the field, four or five from three. Um, he went four, four of four from three when Illinois needed it the most. Uh, easy back-to-back 30-point games, uh, came off 30 with uh, Penn State, and then, again, had 30 in this game. He was four or five from the line, five rebounds, two turnovers. It seemed like he had more than two turnovers to me. I was kind of shocked at that stat. Um, but maybe maybe he gets the benefit of the doubt sometimes. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, he was, uh, he was all Illinois needed in the second half. So, uh team uh had 11 turnovers as a team so uh you know i think the most anybody had was two which is definitely better for illinois um and i apparently during the game uh underwood got pretty mad and was yelling at everybody and he told io it's time to be you and he he said afterwards that he knew that io was a hard rocking dude so um, what kind of a quote is that? That's, that's the kind of quotes we're getting from Brad Underwood these days, guys. It's only um, December. It's going to get <laughs> really bad here soon. But I thought that was great if Underwood told him that, you know, it's time for him to show up and, and do what he does. And, and he definitely did that in the second half. 
we got a lot of open open threes. A couple lucky ones he where did. like the defender gets out of position or falls down. Well, or the, wide the open. one they made was yeah, the, he fell. The guy fell down, and there was no time on the shot clock. It was kind yeah. of a desperation shot, and um, yeah, his his shot definitely looks way better. I know we've talked about it, but um, it, it looked good. So um, he's a hard rocking dude, man. Hard rocking dude. I never heard anybody say anything close to that. <laughs> whatever. Let him do what he wants. Yep. Weird yep. quotes in December. Yeah. Wait till March. <laughs> um, obviously, your player of the game is Io DeSumo, too. Yeah. We don't need to no. need to discuss that any farther. Um, but you said it at the beginning. Uh, what a terrible first half of basketball this was uh, on both ends. Um, it was one-to-one. You were talking about how Illinois had one point through four minutes. Uh, you don't see one-to-one ball games very often, especially, you know, five minutes into the game. Um, and, uh, I mean, Illinois' offense was just what they do. They, you know, run the weave and try to get the ball to Kofi, and they failed a few times. Uh, DeMonte had a really bad entry pass to Kofi. Uh, but um, – so they, you know, Illinois brings in their guys. They bring in Curbelo and Georgie and Grandison, and they sit Io and Kofi again. I don't understand why Underwood keeps doing this, but uh, seems that first sub in Curbelo's coming in for Io, which um, you, the way Miller's been playing, I think that's that's a mistake. But I'm not the head coach of Illinois basketball, but uh, he uh, Underwood really got after Kofi and Georgie for the rebounding. Uh, said that they were lollygagging. So, you know, he's another solid quote from him. Um, but uh, they they just were bad. Um, I thought Georgie actually did come in, put in some really good minutes to start, um, had a couple nice moves around the basket. Uh, I wish that he could just, like, Io could touch him or something and, and pass off those skills he has around the basket because – or <laughs> Kofi, Kofi could touch him. <laughs> And uh, and uh, try to get some of those hands and some of those moves because Georgie looked really good around the hoop. Um, he did make a three. Uh, if you guys don't know, Georgie's shooting a hundred percent from three point this year, so uh, pretty good for him. How many has he taken? Two. Okay. Well. Two for two. <laughs> the other one was against Baylor, I think. Yeah. Um, and Underwood had some high praise for him. Uh, he said that he provides emotion, provides a skill set. Most importantly, he provides a really intense and high level basketball IQ that allows him to play, to go play at different spots. So um, I guess he's still trying to work him into that four. He really wants him in that four because him and Georgie, or him and Kofi spent some time on the floor together. Um, and it wasn't all bad. So. Um, Grandison uh, was not the Grandison that we saw at, against Penn State at all. He had nine minutes, was 0 for 4, 0 for 2 from 3, and I think he might have had one or two rebounds, two rebounds. So uh, kind of weird that Hawkins is just not playing. I don't know what happened. Um, it reminds me a lot of the, you know, and I'm not saying that Hawkins is like him, but Tevion Jones where – you know, he gets some minutes, and then all of a sudden you don't see him for three or four games. So, um, I don't know if anybody's asked Underwood about it. You know, if he would come on the pod, I'd be happy to ask him, but um, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen. It's uh, – a <clears throat> is it like a matchup thing? I don't know because you 
It doesn't maybe make any he, sense. Maybe his defense isn't there. Maybe that's what he well, thinks. I don't but, think his defense is there. But Grandison, is he playing better defense than Hawkins? Um, no, probably not. But uh, and you know how bad a defense Georgie plays. What do you think about this? Is it like he's going with someone who's more experienced? Grandison's played more college yeah, basketball. I can see that. This is a good that. team. This isn't a team that needs to be throwing freshmen out there for the sake of doing it, especially right. when it's not your big-time ones, which one of the big-time ones has uh, really been embarrassing lately. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Uh, I think his confidence is probably shot in terms of shooting the ball. He can't make anything. Um, and I think this is kind of, you know, what we thought might happen if Io comes back. Yeah, Um but I mean, that that doesn't explain zero for four shooting from three. I mean, you know, Frazier, he's he's been struggling from three too. But uh, you know, he went zero for four. Uh, Illinois just wasn't good from three this game uh, at all. They were really slow to start the game. Uh, they went seven of twenty, so they got the twenty we wanted up uh, that we've been asking for. But uh, Io had four of them. DeMonte had two of them, um, two really good ones. And uh, <clears throat> Georgie hit the other. Yeah. <clears throat> so Let me you, just got, say this. you got Grandison 0 for 2. Yeah. You got Curbelo 0 for 1, in which he took a terrible three. I don't know what he is. Fade away three. Uh, Miller 0 for 4. Frazier 0 for 4. Yeah. Well, here's what it comes down to. <laughs> Not good. If you can win a Big Ten game, when you get six of your seven threes from Io and DeMonte and Frazier and Miller miss all their threes and you win in the Big Ten. It's a good day. Absolutely. Now, let me just say this. Uh, Someone named Might Shred in the YouTube chat has said, Hawkins is not hard rocking enough. I I agree with that. That's true. That's true. He needs to get more uh, hard rocking. Maybe Io can sit him down and teach him how to do that. We need that, definitely. Um. But, yeah, we talked about DeMonte. <clears throat> Maybe one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. I mean, do, do we put him in that category? He's really good at picking uh, his spots. Yeah, he shoots him when he needs to, when he's open. But he's shooting 70% from three, which is unbelievable. And it's not like 70% on, like, 10 attempts. It's 22 yeah. attempts. So. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, Illinois, they started off slow. They had nine points through, I think, 10 minutes of the game. Which is just embarrassing, but uh, you know, Curbelo comes in and and he just changes the offense. The offense actually starts doing things, um, and and it's time that he starts. I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, Miller apparently is still going to keep starting. Uh, Underwood said that he really likes Miller's game and what he can do. So I don't see Curbelo getting a start anytime well, soon. I guess you don't want to change it if you're winning. What the hell? Uh, I, I agree. But Miller's um, defense is a little bit better, I think, um, than it Curbelo was had, in non-conference. Yeah, yeah. Curbelo had two steals this game, so he's starting to read passes better. Um, I feel like he's getting a feel for the for the college-level game a little more. But, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, do we not – we probably don't change it up. Um, I mean, Curbelo had 30 minutes and Miller had 18, so – that, that speaks volume, I think. Um, you know, Curbelo still scares me when he gets around the hoop. Uh, he kind of gets lost sometimes. But uh, it, it's just amazing. Like, you know, Illinois runs that stupid weave that we hate. 
Um, and Curbelo actually tries to do something out of it. He'll try cutting through players and getting to the hoop um, instead of just kind of going through the motions, which I feel like DeMonte does, Frazier does, um, you know, Miller does that too. Curbelo actually tries to make something out of that, which I think is the point of it. It just seems like the guys don't do it. So, um, I did see, you know, somebody was complaining about Curbelo's turnover to assist ratio. Um, so I looked it up. Uh, some guys were complaining on, you know, because people said they need to start whatever. Um, he's 192nd in the nation, which I don't think is bad, um, at 1.76. Io is 223rd at 1.62. So, um, and Curbelo right now is leading the Big Ten in assists. So, uh and, you know, up until this game, he was only playing 20 minutes or less. So, pretty good. Um, uh, I thought we talked about Franklin a little bit before this. He started off really hot, went for four for five. Uh, Frazier was not great playing defense on him. And then he kind of stepped it up. And then Frazier goes down, takes a terrible three. Uh, Miller did that a few times, just kind of – two dribbles and took a three, uh, not the threes you want to see. Maybe that's why they don't make any, but, uh, but he also had two steals. So his defense was hit and miss. Um, and you know, Franklin just started off pretty hot. Uh, but, uh, Kofi had another Kofi game. I mean, 15 rebounds, which is amazing. 15 points, uh, six to 12 shooting. So he's right around that 50%. Um, it's not, you know, the, nine nine for nine start or whatever but uh i thought his defense was also very very good against trace jackson davis i know uh we talked about you know kofi's size comparison to him and how kofi should be able to dominate this game offensively against him well defensively he did really good um i feel like trace only scored when georgie was on him um he went three of 13 from the field and only had 11 points so also uh, foul trouble. He was in foul trouble. I, I I agree with that, but he still, you know, played 31 minutes. So, yeah, um, he had trouble really doing anything against Kofi. Yeah. I think uh, Kofi is uh, back. Yeah. Like that's good to say. <laughs> do, He's do actually we, doing stuff. Do we say that like every other game or something? But, well, I think the last three or four games, every game in the Big Ten basically – um, he's played full games for the most part, other than I would say the Rutgers game probably. Yeah. Um, yep. But the games they've won, he's been really good in both halves. Yeah, and, that, and that's what Illinois needs. I mean, they need Kofi to to do that, um, especially against, you know, bigger guys and guys that have solid centers. So, we'll see, you know, in the P- Purdue game, um, he's going to have to go against a couple good centers, which we'll talk about later. But um, we'll see if he can keep it up. So um, I I think Kofi, you know, we talk about his touches and stuff. I think he got plenty of touches this game. He did actually kick the ball out a few times. So uh, definitely, definitely good for him. Um, Illinois takes a a 29-27 lead into half in this game. And uh, they they just start off the second half a little slow again. Um, You know, Miller takes the ball to the hoop and does – I don't know what he does. He, he just is struggling. Like, it's like we said, um, but yeah, overall good game for Illinois. Uh, it wasn't terrible by any means. It was a slow start, but in, you know, Indy didn't play that well either. So 
you and we talked about Georgie hitting his one three. The only thing I have against this, which I, if Georgie's going to make them all, go ahead shoot them. Especially if you're only shooting two over how many games they played now, uh, you know, ten games. So I'm okay with it. But it, it seems like they they do this screen and Georgie pops. I don't know why they can't set that screen with somebody else. Um, especially because they suck at setting screens. Uh, watch a game and and just watch the pick and roll and the picks. And I Illinois might set three a game. Um, so. I don't know. I, I just wish somebody else was popping out, but they did have one nice one where, you know, he set a screen for IO. He popped um, Kofi cut to the hoop and Georgie hit him. So, you know, they're, they're doing things right. Um, I, I would just like to see somebody else popping off that screen than Georgie. So um, Illinois made their free throws when they had to, we talked about free throw shooting. Um, they, we're 14 of 18 this game. They only had nine fouls, which has been another big thing for Illinois. How many fouls are they, you know, giving up a game? Uh, I'll take nine all day, every day, please. Um, but I, I just feel like uh, we talked about Kofi. I feel like he doesn't get the calls. We've talked about that before, you know, um, well, where Mulcahy pulled on his arm. I feel like he just gets harassed when they, he goes up for a rebound too. And then you watch Luca Garza and he gets every call in the, under the sun, which, okay, he deserves it. I get it, but come on and give Kofi something, please. I just wish, I don't know. But again, it's always good to be Indiana. Um, when we were on the brew party, uh, podcast I th- this was one of the games I like Indiana I just have a, a deep-seated hatred for him I don't know why you know goes back to getting a few recruits that I thought Illinois probably should have got um, but again nice win um, and uh, like you said it, it's nice to win you know scoring the ball when you don't score the ball uh, it's nice to have both those so uh that's about all I got for the game. Um, I, I cut my notes in half because you said that, that I talked too much. So there you go. Oh, I never said that, but okay. <laughs> uh, let, you got that thing that says that Underwood and Archie Miller were both hired four years ago. Right. Well, let's look at big team coaches that have been, let's say that we're starting with the program they're at since 2015, right? Um, okay. First of all, Underwood and Archie Miller were both 2017. You know, another 2017 guy was Chris Holtman at Ohio State. You know, um, they've all done – I don't know if I want to say similar jobs, but they've, you know, gotten their teams now to where they're, you know, contenders for the tournament. Um, you know, I definitely think Underwood's done a better job than Archie Miller has in Indiana. And I remember tweeting this out like three days ago. I was looking at the replies to Indiana's tweet after the game. Mm-hmm. And Indiana fans are ready for him to go. Really? They're ready for Archie Indiana. To go. See, Indiana is one of those places where, I mean, they, they were so good for so long that, I mean, they're – see you later, bro. So, When was the last time me. Indiana was, like, really good? Was it that year where Illinois beat them when they were number one? Yeah, probably. probably which was – 2013 or something? Yeah, that would be my so, guess. So, uh, other coaches, Fred Hoiberg – and Jawan Howard are both in their second year. Who knows what they're going to be. Um, a guy who has done a tremendous job. Like, 
I think he's done probably the best job in terms of what he started with and where he's at now. Steve Peichel at Rutgers. I mean, mm-hmm. he's right. Him and Underwood both started with bad teams. Is Peichel in his fourth year? I think he's I want to say fifth he's, year. Yeah. Okay. 2016. Yeah. Uh, Greg Gard's the other one, 2015. He walked into an easy situation. So, right. yeah. Um But, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, there, there's very few coaches in the Big Ten that I think are doing just a great job with what they have and what they started with. And I think Underwood's probably one of those guys. I don't know if he's doing a great job. Uh, he's doing a good job. Michael's doing a great job, I think. Um, yeah. You know, even somehow Richard Pitino has got his team back after Illinois killed them to start the Big Ten. But we'll get more <laughs> Ten uh, later sure. in the episode. But now we can talk about – Something about Io and then his draft stocks. This should be exciting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just threw this in there. Uh, Io won Big Ten. I, I believe co-player of the week. Uh, we talked about him having 30 against Penn State. He had 30 again against Indiana. So, you know, Io is is just playing as good as we hoped he would. Um, after the post-game interview, uh, Kofi and Io were talking and getting questions or whatever, and Kofi kind of sh- – uh, cut off Io and said, nobody can guard him. Talking about Kofi, talking about Io here. Nobody can guard him. Whenever he feels he can take over, that's it. He's trying to be a nice guy. I assume that he was trying to be a nice guy to, you know, not brag about himself. So, yeah. Um, um, and then uh, Deion Thomas, uh, if you guys don't know who that is, um, but on Twitter at Deion Thomas25 uh, said this about Kofi uh, seventh in scoring, second field goal percentage. Second in rebounding in the big, plus six double doubles uh, at King Alpha, because that's what his thing is, um, is becoming the most dominant big in college basketball. Keep learning from Antigua and Underwood. So, uh, big words from, you know, one of the only yeah. greats. Behind Garza, I guess. Even yeah, though I sure. Hate, hate that, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But th- this was more on, on like, so Kofi and Io are 65% of the scoring right now. Um, it's just going to be tough when they don't have good games or when they have off games to, to find that offense. Um, and Io is the only player in the country averaging 20 points, five rebounds and five assists over that, I should say. Um, but Brad Underwood again about Io said, I'm going to keep saying it. He's the best guard in the country. When we get him locked in on defense, he may be one of the best players I have ever coached. So, big words on Io. Okay, first of all. Who has he coached? Let's, yeah, better? go ahead. Who's better oh. than he's coached? Juwan Evans? I, mean, <laughs> I know. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's just trying to be nice. Well, he's just trying to say how good Io is. So Maybe, um, uh, let's see, who, who could he have coached in his first year at Illinois that I could make a joke about? I don't know. Okay, good talk. Yeah. I had um, something good, but I just I don't know. Um and then uh about about the draft, uh the NBA mock draft sites have come out with some updates. Um last I knew Kofi was around 70th. Um I'm not sure how high IO has gotten, but uh NBA draft room has IO at 14, uh Kofi at 49, NBA draft.net has IO at 28. And Kofi at 48, and Bleacher Report has Iowa at 25. Uh, did not have anything for Kofi. 
Bleacher Report so, sucks, so just cross them off. Okay. Well, the, my thing is uh, the more the better Kofi does. Like I know everybody says he needs to come back. He needs, you know, he needs to get better. Um, but the better he keeps doing this year, um, the less chance we're gonna have him next year. You know what would make this all easy is just winning a national championship and see ya. See you later. Why can't we just do that? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Um, good. We, 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 last week we were hoping this team was going to get to the elite eight. So uh, now we're now, I guess now we're on the well, national I'm just saying, I'm just saying, up. you know, if we want to make everything easy and I don't know if they yeah. knew this, but just win a title and go. Sure. I, I think I was guaranteed to be a first round pick at this point. I think his numbers are too good. His jump shot is good now. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any way that he isn't a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, so, unless he gets injured, I guess. So we before we go into the Purdue game, uh, me and my buddies, uh, we have a text message group I've talked about a lot on the podcast. Um, and we've been having a discussion. And I, I want to get your opinion on this, Ethan, because I think I know what your answer is. Um, so, like, uh, uh, Kofi's name is at King Alpha on Twitter. So, uh, University of Illinois put out this big uh, branding type thing for Adam Miller. Um, and you know, it was like ace wolf, all that. Um, and it kind of said, I've been this since 11. I, so, so I guess the discussion was, do you think that college kids should brain like this? Um, do you think it was just bad timing to do it on Adam Miller first (laughs) without baddies playing? Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on college branding? Apparently it's becoming a big, you know, just a booger whatever his name is, uh, put something out about uh, Haskins, you know, being let go because he's worried about his branding too much. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> the, yeah, it. random question. So, yeah, you know. I, if they're on my team, I prefer that they, you know, play well. And if you play well, you could do whatever the hell you want. Okay. Uh, but, I think you're going to get some criticism more. You're going to get more criticism other than you would otherwise, if you're doing all this stuff about how great you are and your brand and you know, I'm this and I'm that. And then you go out and miss every three like Miller has, you're going to get more criticism than you would if you didn't do that. So I don't know. I mean, I'm all for them doing whatever they want. Uh, as long as this this wasn't on him, but I guess my, my buddy is more of, uh, he gave himself his own nickname, I guess, um, with the Ace Wolf type thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he just said that he would never call him that, which I told him I was going to call him that this whole podcast. But then again, I look at the stats and see that he was 0 for 4 and definitely <laughs> not that mentality. Well, I just think that Ace Wolf needs to play a little bit more um, with the team. He does. And he King, does. Al- King Alpha underneath, I think he just has to get some shots up and – yeah, you know, do his and, thing underneath. And uh, and the only thing, like I said, Underwood uh, did say on Miller, uh, "quote I have tremendous faith and confidence in him." So, well, like I said, he's he's not going anywhere. He's going to keep starting. I have no doubt about it. I wish that Curbelo would start coming in for him instead of Io would be nice, but we shall see. Start bringing in Curbelo for Frazier, and then see if you can get uh, Miller's confidence up. 
shooting the ball, get him some more open looks. Yeah. And that's kick. A, if Curbelo gets inside and brings his defender down, I think that, that would be a great way to get him going because that's a, like Miller took some really bad, some really questionable threes. I thought um, guys in his face to dribble to the side type threes that, you know, they're just not high percentage shots. So, but we've seen a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Basically, the entire Big Ten play with him, he's been doing that. But I mean, the last good game he had was probably the Duke game at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, find something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so on Saturday at five o'clock Central Standard Time, since we moved the Indiana watch party, we'll be doing one for this one. Uh, we'll be live at four forty ish for the game, and hopefully they can improve their watch party record to one and one instead of own one, because no kidding. if they lose another one in the watch party, we're going to have to question the whole thing. I think. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to have to throw something at your TV screen. So yeah, that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be a deal. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw some so, cheese pizza at it or something. Exactly. Uh, this game is at home, right? I think it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This, that's your sure job to do that. I think well, I looked and games. I think this game is at home and the next one is at Northwestern. So I'm excited to watch them play Northwestern, but I'm ready for the next one here. But uh, so Purdue seven and four, they're two and two in the Big Ten. Uh, their losses are to, I believe, Iowa and Rutgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a couple quality wins. I mean, Ohio State and Maryland, uh, not the worst, but um, this game is January 2nd, is that Saturday. Yep, first game of 2021 on the Big Ten Network. Um, Illinois 7-3-3 and three, three and one of the Big Ten. Let's go to the Haslam metrics, of course. I believe these were taken before uh, Purdue lost to Rutgers last night. So they're a little different. I don't know how much they're going to change. But <clears throat> overall, Purdue is 43rd in the country. Um, not surprising. Illinois second. So... They are the friend Illinois. Is Illinois numbers are like metrics. really good. Yeah, the metrics have been treating them well. Um, yeah, and you look at the offensive and defensive efficiency from has the metrics not even close. Purdue offensive efficiency thirty ninth. Illinois five. Defensive efficiency Purdue forty six. Illinois three. So not close. And these numbers aren't close either. Uh, field goal percentage. Purdue forty six percent twenty seventh in the country. Illinois fifty one percent second in the country. And three-point percentage, Purdue 36, 28th in the country. Illinois 42, first in the country. So, I mean – Is that is that like overall or is that – I think it's uh, – there's some sort of extra caveat to the stat. Okay. Cause that makes it a little different. I'm just looking here at Yahoo Sports. Um, and it has Illinois eighth in field goal percentage, sixth in three-point percentage, Fourth in points scored and twenty seventh in rebounds. Nobody cares. About I don't know what there's. Says, but yeah, Yahoo. Who goes to Yahoo for sports? Well, I guess Illinois moved. Uh, Gonzaga jumped Illinois on Haslametrics for today's rankings. Gonzaga second, Illinois third. Who cares? Um, gotcha. But yeah, uh, it's field goal percentage versus the average opponent. And what do they define as the average opponent? I don't know. Uh, same thing with three point percentage. Just a little bit of a different number, I guess. Um, I'm assuming it changes whether you play a game or not. I okay. guess maybe it's what they determine as an average. Opponent. I don't know. I got yeah. I was just wondering. Just you know, still you know, being I, you know, you're and, you're throwing out the stats. I just want to know if you even know what they mean. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, how about this one? I'm just looking at this near proximity field goal percentage against the average opponent, which is layups, dunks, and tippins. Illinois 13th in the country, 67. percent So. 
They nice. hit their layups. Good for them. Nice. Um, let's look at Purdue's team. Pretty similar to last year. Uh, Trevion Williams is really going to be the number one guy to look out for. Yeah. He's a guy that's not as tall as Kofi, but he's close enough to him in weight to where he he's can got be the body size. Yeah. Yeah, he's 6'10", 265, averaging 13 points, nine rebounds on the year. They also have three uh, <clears throat> three guards that have been scoring enough for them. Eric Hunter Jr. averaging 12, Sasha uh, Stefanovic averaging 11, and Brandon Newman averaging 10. Um, those guys will all start. Uh, you look at their schedule, they have wins over Liberty, Oakland, Valpo, Indiana State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Maryland, and their four losses are to Clemson, and then a game they completely choked against Miami, um, and then they beat – or they lost to Iowa and Rutgers. So <laughs> they're 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. <clears throat> And uh, they're not going to be an easy team to play against. I know Illinois beat the hell out yeah. of them twice last year and held them to really – like they. how many points did Purdue score in that game at Illinois last year? Was it like 39? It was some – yeah. Yeah. It was a blowout. Um, I don't really see a reason why Illinois doesn't beat them unless Illinois just comes out completely flat. Uh, so Has I mean, happened before. <laughs> Missouri, yes. And even the Indiana game, they were really yeah. flat. Yeah. Uh, Penn State the, game, they were flat. I mean, that's and the they, games they come out flying, they lose. Like Rutgers, yeah, they came true. out flying. Baylor, yeah. they held their own. True. And, uh, Missouri was whatever. So nobody yeah. cares about that. Missouri and Tennessee tonight. That'll be interesting to uh, I, uh, that's, check out. I'm excited to watch it. Hopefully, uh, you know, I don't really care who wins because you got to look at it two different ways. If Missouri wins, Illinois Missouri plays better. good. Yeah, absolutely. But if Missouri loses. But I hate Missouri. Hate Missouri so. <laughs> so either way, you're cool. I wasn't going to be mad. Yeah, I'd like to yeah. see a good game. Let's, let's put it that way. So. Yeah, and the SEC is a complete mess. I don't know who's the best team in that conference. It's probably Tennessee right now, but we'll see. i got to pull out my top 30. We're going to go over that at the end. But just to fill some time, you know the deal. Uh, projected yeah. lineup for uh, Purdue is this. Stefanovic, 6'5", 200. Uh, Hunter Jr. 6'4", 170. Brandon Newman, 6'5", 195. Um, I believe he's a freshman, I think. One of these guys is a freshman. I don't know. Uh, Mason Gillis, 6'6", 230, averaging six points, three boards. And then Trevion Williams, 6'10", 265. Uh, he's a Chicago, Illinois guy. So another Chicago guy that ends up not at Illinois. Yeah, well, you'll have that. I mean, um, hey. He would be. He would be coming off the bench instead of Hamlin. I don't know if he would he come off the bench. I mean, <laughs> him at the four with Kofi at the five. I mean, who the hell's beating that underneath? True, true. They could literally yeah. score seventy points in the paint per game. Yeah, with those two. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Uh, I think that's going to be the matchup uh, to watch. Kofi and uh, Tremion uh, had a tough first half last night against Rutgers, uh, and then got it going in the second half. So. Um, Hopefully, Kofi can can handle it, uh, keeps the ball above his shoulders and doesn't let any guards get in there and rip it away from him. Yeah. And hopefully, he's still looking to kick it out. So, that's – like I said, that he did that a couple times, which, I mean, was way better than the game before where he literally was a black hole, which it's, it's fine. I get it. Kofi's going to score 50% of the time every time he gets the ball in there. But when you got four guys on you, I think that you, you just got to kick a few a few more times. So. Well, this will be Kofi's toughest matchup since Miles Johnson, I would say, easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robbins really didn't have a chance, and Trace Jackson Davis just isn't big enough yeah. uh, underneath yet. So. Yeah. And it's – yeah, so Illinois is going to have to play without fouling again. Um, 
and hopefully they can they can keep that going. The, the fouls have been limited the last couple games. Free throws have been better, uh, which you know, towards the end of that Indiana game, that's that was my big worry. It was let's you know, how's this Illinois team going to shoot free throws at the end? And they all made them, so uh, got to keep that going. You also hope there's a trend of being able to just outscore Purdue continues because mm-hmm. I don't really know if Purdue has the scoring to keep scoring up if Io is going and if Kofi's sure. going and if Miller and Frazier and DeMonte are hitting some threes here and there. Um, I think that's going to make a huge difference if Illinois can, like you said, stay out of foul trouble, but also be able to shoot the ball um, fairly efficiently, which they've done this year. I mean, you give them credit. They've pretty much shot a better percentage than their opponent in like every single game. Yeah. So, yeah. Just – haven't found ways to win some of those. Losing due to the little things in the game. So, uh, prediction-wise, what do you got? I got uh, Illinois winning this game 86-78. See, like, we're at a I'm point hoping now. hoping that they're scoring. We're at a point now where we're, like, either predicting high scoring. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea anymore. Low so. scoring in the 60s, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to go in the middle. So. I'm not Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to say Illinois 77, Purdue 69. So I'm just going to go a, somewhere. That's a good middle. score. That's a good score. I first wrote down 86-72. Um, I, I, I think Illinois is going to be able to put Purdue. I was there, tempted to put Illinois in the 80s. Made it, made it a little closer. I could see this being like a 61 to 48 game probably, honestly. <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. Uh, I don't know. I, we need to, we need to find the scores for the games last year. We need that information. You find that? Yeah, I'll look it up. Sorry, my bad. I was, I'm slacking. Well, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that Purdue barely got over 40 if they did in that first game. The second game was Frazier just dominating that game. Wait, it was last year, 2019. No, the, the first game was in December, I I'm think. I'm joking. Um, last Purdue, year was 2019, yeah. Purdue, 63 to 37. See, I, that's embarrassing. The next game was 79-62. So. Who, who scores 37 points in a Big Ten game? Ouch. What did they shoot from the field? You got that? Yeah, I can find it. I'm going to say 33%. 36%. Uh, 15 of 60. Oh, uh, my God. 25%. They were 30% in the first half, uh, 20% in the second half. How is that possible? <laughs> oh, my God. 17% from three and 40% from the line. That's an all-time bad offensive performance Yikes. in the history of the conference. That's so as bad, bad as it gets. Uh, let's go around the Big Ten as we do every episode now. We just talk about <laughs> the best conference in the country, which isn't even close. Yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. Even though some teams – I mean, there's a lot of ranked teams right now. I don't think some of them probably won't be ranked next week, but we'll see. Uh, sure. Illinois moved to 15th in the country, number yep. 15 uh, overall, <laughs> which, uh, you know, you take it, right? I'll take it. I'll take it. Top twenty all year. I mean, at the um, end I'll of the day, it doesn't. That. It doesn't matter, but whatever. Yeah, um, I threw in the Ken Palm because I know you don't like him. Um, number six in the Ken Palm. Uh, Illinois has the number two strength of schedule and the number two ranked offensive efficiency. Surprises me. Ken Palm has not been friendly to the Illini <laughs> no. last ten years. That's why we don't pay attention to him. But and he was stupid. Uh, number enough. two strength of schedule. I thought was who's Gonzaga has to be one. I assume. Yeah, even though Gonzaga has played a lot of good teams, they've also played a lot of horrible teams. Yeah, but they beat like six ranked teams or something. So well, they beat Iowa, they beat Virginia, they Illinois. beat uh, 
or an island. Uh, what? I don't know. Villanova? Did they play Villanova? Yeah, I thought I saw they beat like six. I'm glad Illinois hasn't played Gonzaga. They also played uh, Dixie State Trailblazers last night. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They've played some horrendous teams. I agree. I agree. Uh, Virginia. uh, Baylor won again, so. West Virginia. Yeah, they – okay, yeah, West Virginia. Kansas. Oh, my God. And then uh, Dixie State Trailblazers, so. And they score a ton of points. And Northern Arizona. They also blew Auburn out of the water, too. San Francisco um, might give them a little run for their money, right? Aren't they? They did last year. Yeah. San Francisco's not very good, but they beat Virginia, so. Anyways, we're going around the Big Ten, and we're getting way off. Well, I, I tweeted last night, and I'm <laughs> sticking with this for a long time, probably. There's no one even close to Gonzaga and Baylor right now. Like, number one and two is just so obvious. I agree. Kansas is nowhere near them. Uh, it's just not fair. And I want them to play each other so badly. Um, and hopefully they figure out a way to reschedule that game. I don't know if they are. But, uh, okay. Yeah, be nice. Northwestern is now 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. Wow. They were 3-0. They lost to Iowa. Um, By like 17. <laughs> yeah, like Iowa overwhelmed them a little bit. Bohannon had a really good game. Yeah, um, Bohannon went off. Uh, yeah, when he's shooting uh, – He's had a couple games like that where he's just lights out. But uh, yeah. yeah, I I like I hate Iowa, but man, it's it's fun to watch those guys shoot. They um, they're they're better equipped in the Big Ten when Garza's not doing everything. Yeah. So if he doesn't have a great game, this they can still win. Really, we've said it for the last year. Their only problem is defense. And that's going to hurt them in games. They're going to lose multiple Big Ten games probably because of defense. Like Minnesota, they lost that game to Minnesota because they let them shoot a lot of threes. Marcus Carr, you got to, when you're playing Minnesota, you got to be able to shut Marcus Carr down or keep him quiet, which is exactly what Illinois did. And they're the Mm -hmm. only team that's done that. And they're the only team that's beaten Minnesota. Right. Right. And and, I, I can only assume it's because they're not athletically as good as other teams, but they're, they're great shooters. Yeah. So, and they get a lot of calls underneath. There you go. So, and Garza gets to walk from half court all the way down to the, the hoop and not get a travel called on him. But. Yep. There you go. That's how it works. Uh, Minnesota continues to make Illinois look tremendous. Yes. Minnesota Unbelievable. Beat St. Louis after they lost by 27 to Illinois. They beat Iowa. They beat Michigan State. They didn't I mean, beat Michigan State. They embarrassed Michigan yeah. State. And Michigan State has been horrendous in the Big Ten. They're 0-3. They Their losses have been to Northwestern, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Ugh. And the only game where they were competitive was Wisconsin. So they just laid a complete egg against Northwestern, Minnesota, and they mm-hmm. kept it competitive against, Minnesota, or against uh, Wisconsin. But I don't know what the hell's up with that team. Uh, I knew That's that they weren't going to be as good. They lost Winston and Tillman. But, man, Minnesota just – Illinois looks like, you know, <laughs> world beaters beating that team by 27. Right. They go out and win those other games. So, that's crazy. Uh, nine teams ranked in the Big Ten right now in the top 25. Me, personally, I have eight in my top 25, just uh, to be fair, um, because I have Ohio State at 28. So Yeah, but you do a top 30. So, I mean, they're, they're technically fancy, in your yeah. top. Nine in the top 30, Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Big Ten, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot right now. Anybody can win any night. Anybody can lose. Michigan State is really bad. So, uh, Illinois, you know, Illinois' loss, not so bad now. You know, everybody's lost in the Big Ten. I think there's nobody undefeated, right? No, because so. Iowa lost to Minnesota. Northwestern lost to Iowa. Yeah. Wisconsin lost to somebody, I think, right? Yeah, they lost the other night. Uh, Maryland, they've got beat by Maryland. You didn't even write that down. Oh, forgot about that. Right <laughs> but yeah, they got beat by Maryland. Uh, so when was that? Monday. Monday night. Michigan is two and zero. Yeah, it's the only team. I yeah. don't know if that counts. So they've only played two games. Um, Seven overall. What's Michigan been doing? They playing any basketball up there? They have a pretty weak schedule. When do they even play next? They play Maryland tomorrow. All right. There you go. Uh, so my top 30 has seen some movement, and there's going to be a lot of movement next week because the Big Ten is making everything so damn confusing with how many teams are winning, <laughs> getting big wins, losing to teams they shouldn't lose to. Uh, but number one and two is Gonzaga-Baylor, and it's not close. I mean, I could put like – seven lines of space between one and two and the rest. So no one's touching them right now. Um, and you can say whatever you want about who's Baylor, who's, who Baylor's played and who they haven't played. They beat Illinois up. They've we know played Illinois. <laughs> yeah, but sure, Baylor's good. Uh, three through ten, uh, Kansas three, Villanova four, Tennessee five, Wisconsin six, Houston seven, and that'll change because Houston lost to Tulsa last night. Uh, Iowa eight, West Virginia nine. So, Big 12, how about that? Kansas and West Virginia and uh, Texas in the top 10 of the Big 12. Um, 11 through 20, Creighton, Mizzou, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan, Texas Tech, Virginia, Northwestern, Michigan State, Oregon. Michigan State is flirting with possibly not being in the top 30 next week. They're in big trouble. Um, 21 through 30, Duke, Minnesota, Xavier, North Carolina, Arkansas, Richmond, Yukon, Ohio State, St. Louis, Florida State. So uh, Minnesota is going to move up. Um, Ohio State will probably move up too. But uh, the Big Ten, very strong. You look at 11 through 20, right now I have – Five Big Ten teams in 11 through 20. Mm -hmm. I have two in the top 10. That's seven. And then uh, 21 through 30, you got two more. So I don't know if there's going to be a 10th team that climbs up. Maybe if Purdue beats Illinois, they'll have a chance to sneak in if they uh, rack more wins together after that. Or if uh, Indiana gets their head out of their asses because they – I don't know what happened to them. They haven't been good in Big Ten play. Uh, Teams that are outside the top 30 that are close – San Diego State, Oklahoma State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, UCLA. Uh, dropped from the top 30 from last week were Oklahoma State, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. Northwestern, Minnesota, St. Louis all jump back in. So I don't think I'm going to be changing number one or two anytime soon. No. Uh, and then Until tonight, uh, Gonzaga gets beat by San Francisco. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Gonzaga's <laughs> going to go undefeated. So there you go. Um, Eight o'clock on the SEC Network tonight. Quick plug for them. You got my number five, Tennessee, against number 12, Missouri. 
it's actually seven and twelve in the uh, in the actual top twenty-five. So actual? What do you mean? You are the actual. You're the one that really matters. Actually, pays attention to mine <laughs> per se. So uh, I have yet. five instead of seven. So a little different there. And then I guess since everyone here that listens to this probably pays attention to college basketball, you got some good Big Ten action tomorrow night. Minnesota, Wisconsin is actually at three thirty in the afternoon, which would be my number six versus my number twenty-two. It's actually six versus twenty-one in the uh, top twenty-five. Mm. <laughs> so afternoon hoops in the Big Ten on December thirty-first. I just pulled up a video. What am I doing? Pull up a video. This is making the case for Rodgers and Mahomes for NFL MVP. That's an obvious answer. Um. I don't know how I pulled that up. I don't know why you got to dr- plug Green Bay Packers in our Illini basketball podcast. Uh, why wouldn't <laughs> I? That's an obvious one. Um, I was trying to find out the games on Friday, and then I lost it. But Illinois plays Saturday, right? So They do. It's the only yeah. game that matters. Well, you know, I think uh, I had something to say that I forgot. So you got that. Um, I think that's good. This was a hell of an episode. Everything? 49 it was a good minutes. episode. 49 I mean, minutes. It could, it could have been an hour 15, but you, you told me to slim her down, okay? Well, I just think when the game was four days ago that everyone kind of forgot. Anymore. I had forgotten. Remember we used to do this once a week? Well, so you're telling me that we need to do it immediately after? I mean, within three days of the game. Within two. You're the one that scheduled Wednesday. Exactly. Okay. Anyways. Well, I think for the next episode, we just do like Tuesday or Monday. I don't think I'm going to want to do anything Monday uh, because it's Monday. But either way, Monday or Tuesday, I don't care. Um, You're the boss, man. I just show up. We'll be live at 440 on Saturday yeah, evening. come by for that that was fun if you didn't come by for the Missouri one uh, we had a lot of fun so come by for that uh, no cursing obviously <laughs> Ethan's gonna withhold the f-bombs um, one or two is probably okay uh, 20, depends on how the game goes 20 in one sentence I don't know but hey it, you do you man you do whatever you want uh, all right uh, we'll we'll be live Next week for 42. Come by and wish Ethan Saturday. a happy birthday, too. You don't need to do that. Because... Talk him into drinking a bush latte. Okay, that's too far. Uh, <laughs> all right, 42 next week. We'll see you there. And uh, hopefully, have a happy new year. Is it Saturday? Yeah, happy new year 2021 coming up. Hopefully, better well, next year. Saturday, 440. See you there.